developed, created, and owned by James Pro Artistry Productions. Welcome to this Perceptive Reader's Technology Moment. Hi, I'm James Lynch. Today we're talking about a little history on Google. Now the reason why I want to share this is because when Google started off years ago, you know what their slogan was? And if you listen to the Perceptive Reader's Moment before this one, I explained a little bit as far as the effect of slogan in um, marketing, okay, what it means and how it can be used for good. As you see, professionals have to learn and entrepreneurs use it as well and how it can be used in a negative way. Uh, people who actually uh, use it in a psychological way and even nefarious reasons. See, by learning these things, then you are already able to not only uh, put these uh, slogans to practice and you can make them in the way that you know will promote your business, you see. Now, with that, it doesn't matter if someone else, uh, you know, ends up uh, uh, getting a different uh, view because you know, even under the God-given freedom of the universe, you had every right to actually, you see, uh, do upright business practices. This is a side note, uh, because I think about uh, at times when people even says, ooh, they are doing misappropriation. And what they're basically saying that, you know, they might have noticed someone with a different culture or background that, man, they really, really value uh, something about this. And see, and it has nothing to do again with elevating uh, one person or culture above the other. See, uh, just like in creation, you see different color flowers, do you not? You, you got red, you got green, you got yellow, you got purple. Uh, can you go on all the spectrums of the rainbow are in those flowers? All right. Now, with that being said, uh, you wouldn't say to somebody who, who who's been good at weaving um, sweaters in the color of yellow or even red that something is uh you know wrong or it belongs solely to them anyway you're just admiring the style that they do it in you know i actually had several thoughts go through my mind on this but here's the whole point that i want to get with as far as uh slogans and yes we're getting to google on this and you're going to see exactly what i mean uh as far as again with slogans because uh misappropriation or what have you is a word uh, that was uh, once again it's like <laughs> now who thought that up you see uh, but all the same it is what it is but just because you are taunted or charged as far as misappropriation or what have you it doesn't mean that it's true at all you see and once again um all of uh the earth and creation and colors and things of that nature was given to us was it not to enjoy all right uh, and not to be uh monopolized or what have you but one thing that i always want to emphasize is uh you show 
maturity, graciousness, and dignity, where if you really did get an ideal, you see, uh, from a person, you see, or a group, that you at least make that well known to. All right. Now, getting back to Google and also with a uh, statement. Have you ever heard the statement, do not be evil? Do not be evil. Remember, uh, that's what Google's uh, statement was. No, they say, don't be evil. But, you know, I use the what the contraction uh, of that. Uh, do not, don't. Yeah, oh, well, I didn't use it. Okay, but here's the whole point here. As they started off, one of the things that made Google popular with their search engine was also this slow, a slogan, you know, don't be evil. And boy, so that's a good thing. All right. And notice what they did back in um, on their 10 year anniversary. OK. And uh, this was like a rundown from uh, The Guardian which is a newspaper online uh, magazine, if you will, but guardian.com. Uh, they wrote something about, and this, see, these are person's names I really want to mention. It said it all began in the summer of 1995 when Larry Page and Sergey Brin met at Stanford University. You see, Brin showed Page around the school the two students founded Google, named that the Google, uh, the term for one followed by 100 zeros. A year later in a suburban garage, it was incorporated on September 7th, 1998, which became Google's uh, birthday. And, you know, they mentioned other information about uh millions of searches every day. <laughs> uh, I haven't looked at the latest stats, but I wouldn't be surprised if there are billions or trillions every day, you see. Uh, but here is the thing. This article was back in 2008, September 5th, and it gives a timeline as far as uh, from 1995, it gives additional information of uh, who was involved. You see the first version of Google. And yes, Paige and Brin, they were actually computer science students. Google.com was registered in 1997, you see. And, you know, it goes on to give other information. With the help of Google. See, now this is just something that I'm sharing additionally with my thoughts. Now, with the help of Google, uh, they made the internet come alive. Would you not agree? Uh, with the search engines being able to uh, find people. Remember, back at that time when it got started, no, uh, you didn't even hear about uh, shadow banning or censorship or things of that nature, you see. So you could have a person, an entrepreneur, actually start off their business, put their product online, put in some nice uh, key search engine tags, you see, 
uh, write some articles anywhere between 700. Really, they enjoyed long form articles back then. It's almost like if you could write an article more than a thousand, two thousand words or longer, if you hit four thousand, you were doing real good. And so, you know, Google would more than have the search engines uh, pull up whatever it was you were talking about about yourself. So in other words, it worked it worked in the way it was supposed to work. It was balanced in the way that it was supposed to be balanced because they were more concerned that uh to create a product that everyone could use, everyone with hard work uh could uh actually get the opportunity to put their products online and actually be found if they're good products. Again, I want to emphasize, uh, you didn't have to worry about censorship. And let's say if you were uh, struggling at first because already you had a bunch of uh, persons who had, uh, you know, these long form articles and you just didn't have them. Well, that's when you could have actually uh, contacted uh, maybe a friend, a teacher, or even purchase from other writers these different articles. And then you get ownership, you know, for those articles and put them on your website. And guess what? Bam. You will end up getting search engine traffic that way. So it really didn't matter. All you had to do was just uh, promote your product, use some ingenuity, and then guess what? People Actually, when they liked your stuff, they shared it. And that's why I said again, the internet, uh, came alive, came, came alive with the help of Google and their fair policies and business practices based off of don't be evil. You see. And, uh, with that knowledge in mind, you see, I want to share with you, as you know, today we're in the year now, way from 1995, way from the 10 year anniversary of Google, but actually in the year of 2021, what is the situation uh, uh, we have now? You've heard me mention before, the reason why, uh, it's not the only reason why, because it's just not in my heart to do it anyway. But the reason why um, I try my hardest not to uh, jump on anybody or judge anybody uh, for what they've had to do to uh, get their business and things started, because more than ever now, you even seen the year of 2021, uh, there has been a monopoly on, uh, you know, all the sectors of the economy and things of that nature. <laughs> Make no mistake about it. And there are a lot of policies that were put in place, uh, you know, to actually stop monopolies, antitrust laws, uh, net neutrality. You heard me mention all of this. And yet what people are noticing is that, wait a minute. The persons at times who are really being um, charged with certain things or accusations, whether misappropriation or what have you, 
are really just people trying to make a living. And yet some of the uh, persons or professionals who made the statement, you come to find out they really are. Some of them have been part of <laughs> what people will probably consider a mo monopoly. See, have you ever heard the term all is fair in love and war? Where there's actually a statement that also goes along with all is fair in love and business. Yeah. <laughs> now, isn't that something? So what does that mean? It means that they're saying that if you're trying to corner the market on something uh, in this type of setting, it's perfectly legal to even be evil, you see, to be unethical. Uh, and, and so then you see different business practices pop up like the ones that they have popped up, like from censorship to shadow banning. But let me tell you what the first word, the, the square root of censorship, the square root of shadow banning, the square root of uh, ignoring people and what, the square root of all that boils down to a simple term called blackball, blackballing. So if a person did not, you know, belong to a certain group or monopoly or what have you, uh, then, you know, uh, at times these persons uh, ended up, you know, becoming uh, blackballed and then shadow banned and things of that nature. Now, with that being said, uh, of a point of experience, because this has been requested more than once about, okay, well, what do you do when you get in that situation? See, now you see why I'm getting to, I'm certainly the last person to judge somebody on what they need to do or what they did in order to get their voice out there. You know, I always emphasize just don't use the same practices that, you know, you probably have seen used against you. See, you still want to keep that model. Don't be evil, you see. And anyone who tries to, you know, change the context or make a pretext of whatever it is that you are trying to do to still run your business, the whole point is you keep doing things according to your conscious and your ethical business practices the best you can, then, you know, it, it is their responsibility uh, to actually ask you or, you know, in, in a uh, communicating way. See, one thing I want to make a joke about is even though Google helped start the Internet as far as making it come alive, still there is the appropriate way of still initializing, you see, uh, business uh, uh, with one another, uh, making sure both sides fully understand, no ambiguity and things of that nature. And that's why, you know, they have contracts. And so you heard me mention one time before, uh, you know, yes, there's a lot of memes out there that you see people use from time to time of what happened. You just uh, laugh it off and joke and this and that. But know what? Uh, let, let's say again, 
if there's a misunderstanding from a mean or what have you, then the person who has misunderstood, they can always, what, just write a letter? They can always uh, text or call you or whatever and say, what did you mean by that? And you'll be able to decide whether, okay, this person just pulling my leg or I'm, you could be, so I'm not going to even humor it or I'm going to address this on this one or address on, on this and, and I get to really express so everybody know clearly, uh, what you mean by this and that. Because uh, I'm going to tell you right now, and I'm going to give you a little bit of insight about uh, on one of these technology moments coming real soon, there is going to quite possibly be a change, at least in one of my um, uh, business uh, practices on something. And the thing about it is, I'm going to thoroughly, though, show you how far people's thinking gets sometimes from something that is not wrong, period. Not even in God's eyes is money wrong. But yet, because people have went along with this practice and thinking for so long, it is in their incorrect perception of something that now has ruined something that God said is good. You see, but I'll talk about that on the side. But you see, this is something to think about as we've talked about Google. And I told you this is right on the guardian, uh, dot com. And it was a 2008 September 5th, uh, um, write up about it. You can tell that those two men in the beginning, Larry Page and Sergey Brin, do you think they had no other motive except but to make a good standing business product? You see, a, a workable one that the whole world could use. Most likely they did. And now we're in the year of 2021. I ask you in closing, what is the view of Google now? What is your view of Google? I'm James Lynch. Thank you for being in this Perceptive Readers Technology Moment. You have a nice day.